Welcome to the Saving Grace Adventist Church Sermon Podcast. We pray that you will be blessed by the Word of God. Today, I want to speak with us under this little caption. Why will ye die? Why will ye die? Loving Father, we want to thank you, Lord, for having been so good to us. Mention has been made of Sister Library, and I ask even at this point, Lord, that you would protect her where she is. But especially, Lord, here, we are waiting today to receive another blessing. And so as we look into your word, Lord, may we be made glad because we are trusting in you who can make it possible. Amen. Do it for us, Lord, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Why will he die? You know, this question should receive undivided attention undivided attention why will he die the scripture text is telling us here in Ezekiel 33 and as we read that entire chapter we see in there great implications and we also Notice that God in his mercy is so extensive that if the person who trusted in him and walked away, if he, before probation closes, would turn and begin again to follow the Lord. After turning to his own way, he then decides to turn again God's way. The Lord is merciful enough to forgive him. That's what this text is telling us. Merciful enough. That introduces that verse in John chapter 3, as we read so often in verse 17. God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world. You can, you can, you can, you, you can see, you can understand the far-reaching mercies of God, reaching every single person. Here we understand that in God's endeavor to save mankind, he doesn't leave a single person out of the plan of redemption. So that he is making it very vivid 
that his intention is not to condemn. Not to condemn, but to save. And to save to the utmost. He did not send his son to condemn. But that through him. That's where mankind finds the burden. Through him. Why will he die? When it can be averted. When it can be changed through him. Amen. Why? Why? We are understanding something special here. That here is a matter of choice. In Isaiah, the first chapter, Elder Campbell, and there at verse 18, he says, come, come on now. Come and let us reason together. Let's reason. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. And though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Now, we're understanding something here. All the person has got to do all you will have to do, all I would have to do, is to just go to the Lord and talk with him. Amen. Amen. And you know what that means? Confession. Confession. It is said that remission of sin is promised only to those who repent. In other words, there's no pardon for the sins that we commit without repentance. No pardon. The person who commits the sin must repent in order to be pardoned. And that's what Ezekiel 33, the entire chapter, read it in there. Read it in there. God's concern. But he wants us to realize as human beings that he is as merciful as he's just. And he's as just as he is merciful. In other words, no sin, no sin at all. No sin can enter there. In heaven, so bright and so fair, no sin can enter there. Now, the, when, when we speak of the justice, when we speak of God being just, we understand then that the person with only one sin, like some folks said, we are all trying. You ever heard it said? Oh, yes. Uh, we are not there yet. You know? Oh, we all have our faults. You have heard it said. Listen to me. All these faults have got to be put one side. So that reality can take place when I'm, I'm talking about redemption now. 
I'm talking about redemption. I'm, I've listened to folks talking about trying and trying and trying. <laughs> to me, it's like you're, you're approaching salvation by works. By works, you're trying, and you're trying. That is salvation by works. Listen to me. When a person sees his condition and knows that it is not pleasing to God, he's not to sit back and say he personally is trying. Uh, trying. Trying to do what? To make himself clean? He can't do it. He can't do it. Come unto me. <laughs> Come unto me. Come unto me. It's right there. We look at it in Matthew. Matthew chapter 11. And verse 18. Come on. When we think of it, what we see now as we come back now and we're studying into John, into Matthew chapter 11 and verse 28, we, we see here that the blessed Lord is asking now. Now, John did something else, but here we are seeing now that the Lord is, is, is saying to those of us on the planet, those of us who want to be recognized of God, who want to have a place in his kingdom, there at verse 28, he said, now come on unto me. He said, come, come unto me, you folks who have been trying on your own to get it right, who have been burdened by the Pharisees and the Sadducees and the ethnies, the scribes. He said, come to me. Come to me. The text here tells us, when we look into the, the text, he says, even if your parents were righteous, their righteousness cannot, cannot save you. Amen. You won't be saved by their righteousness. Amen. Neither would you be condemned by their wickedness. Amen. It's a personal matter. Amen. It's a personal matter. It is how do I stand? before God, Amen. wanting or forgiven, wanting, condemned or forgiven. Right now, as I speak, each of us can take an introspective look at our heart's condition and, and, and see how that heart is with God. There's a question, is your heart right with God? 
I would like that we become more personal and say, is my heart right with God? If you want, you can close your eyes and just, and just take a mental look on the heart's condition and see if it's right with the Lord. And if it isn't, just remember, the Lord did not send his son to condemn, but that the world through him might be saved. Amen. Isaiah, when we study in the, the 53rd chapter, in verse 10, it says that it pleased the Lord to bruise him. It, 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 it pleased the Lord to bruise Jesus when he had put him to grief and thou shalt make his soul an offering for sin. An offering for sin. Say shall see his seed in other words, there are people who are going to respond. There are people who are going to become great beneficiaries. Why will he die when it's possible to be a beneficiary? That's the question. When it's possible. Because it pleased the Lord to bruise him, to make him the offering for sin was pleased because you see the price must be paid yeah. and since the price has been paid then the Lord is pleased but he's pleased to know that a way of escape has been provided Amen. so the question that the Lord he put this to his servant Ezekiel, he says, go talk with my people. Please, go, go talk with them. In verse 11, chapter 33, and verse 11, he says, as I live. You know, if we go back up to, to verse 10, where he says, go talk to them. Talk to them. Go talk to my people. Please talk to them. And tell them, as I live. And how long is that? <laughs> I hear some people say, God is good. And the other fellow says, all the time. Hmm? And all the time, God is good. So now he says, as I live. <laughs> all the time. All the time. As I live. I have no pleasure. In the wicked. No pleasure. But that the wicked would turn. From his evil way. 
you know, just turn from your way. Amen. Because that's not my way. Yeah. That's not my way. Yeah. When we study closely Isaiah, and we look at, verse, at chapter 55, verse 6. Seek the Lord. Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he's around. He said, let the wicked man forsake his way and the evil man his thoughts. And, and let him return Look at that. Isn't that nice? Eh? And, and let, let him return. Let him return, which means it is possible. And the way has been made available. Amen. It is feasible for the person to come to the blessed Lord and be blessed. So that the Lord is saying, let that wicked man return. Return, because he will have mercy upon him. Amen. And let him come to our God, because he will abundantly pardon. Amen. Abundantly pardon. You know, when we study it closely, it said, because my thoughts are not your thoughts. Neither are your ways, my ways. When we look at that, just look at that. The Bible says, there's a way which seemeth right unto a man. But the end thereof are the ways of death. Now, my way is not your way. Because man's way is the way of the flesh. God's is the way of the spirit. There's an inclination to follow the way of the flesh. Yeah. And the Lord Jesus made it clear that which is flesh is flesh. Yeah. And that which is spirit is spirit. Now Adam was the first man made. He came as the leader in the flesh. Yeah. Now the question is why? Will he die even if you're in the flesh? Why was the question posed like that? Because there is a way of escape. Amen. Our blessed Lord has provided the way of escape. Amen. So now, why will he die if there is a way of escape? Now, what death is the Lord speaking about? In Romans 5 and verse 12, it says, Wherefore, as by one man sin entered the world, and death by sin. No, no, remember that now. As by one man, that's Adam, as by one man sin entered the world. 
and death by sin. And so death is passed upon all men, for all have sinned. Now, that's the first death, or the death as a consequence of sin. You have the consequence and the wages of sin. So the first one, like they would say, the man's period of existence is three scores and ten. And by reason of strength, he may go on to four scores, you know. By the way, I, I'm on reason of strength. Amen. Oh, yes, and thank the Lord for that. Yes. Reason of strength. That's why I'm so strong. And I'm saying here that the blessed Lord has made the way of escape for the man who is in the flesh. Now, we have the second Adam, who is Jesus, came along. And that which is flesh failed the test. But the spiritual man won the battle. Now it is through him, and that's what the text is saying, that the Lord did not come to condemn, but that through him or through the victory, the provision, his vicarious death, through that, his substitutionary, Death. He died in our stead, so that through him now, through that death, we can be made whole. Provision has been made, and the question is ringing in our ears, why? Why will he die? Now we had national Israel, and today with the church we're dealing with spiritual Israel. Spiritual Israel. The question was asked, national Israel, who should have been the leaders there in the spiritual realm. But now the question is being asked, the spiritual Israel. According to the text, it said the person might be walking with the Lord and a righteous person, but then he turns back. Yeah. And all the righteousnesses that he has done in the past would not make up Amen. for him if he should turn back yeah. from his righteousness. It doesn't matter what he has done. And some folks, they, they boast off. I have been in this church for 30 years. 30 30. Are you come to tell me I'm going to be lost? 30 years. The more we learn of God, the greater is our admiration of his character. A person who has been walking with the Lord for 30 years, bless your heart, he should look like Jesus. 
Huh? You should behave like Jesus. 30 years? And he's a troublemaker, you know. <laughs> troublemaker. 30 years. And he hasn't learned yet. He hasn't learned the message. He hasn't grasped it yet. And I've said that to say this. Yeah. There's a, a tape that I have in the car. And it comes on, he says, he says, you are the only Jesus that some may ever see. You're the only word of God that some may ever read. Come to think of it. So that for 30 years, and the folks can't read about Jesus through you. The Lord is saying, why will he die in that condition? That's, that's the question. Why will he die in that condition? When provision has been made for you to escape it. Why? Why will he die, O house of Israel? Why? Now, when the second Adam came, according to Isaiah 53 and verse 10, how that it pleased the Lord to bruise him, shall see his seed, offspring, you know, people who, who become converted, and prolong his days, he's going to be resurrected and continue. And the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. Now, now I want you to understand what the text is saying. This verse, you know, is saying that the pleasure of the Lord, which is Seeing his creatures, following his directives, being obedient to him, that's the pleasure of the Lord. He's going to prosper. There are going to be many more doing that. In other words, people are going to hear people, learn from other people and become God's people. The pleasure of the Lord will prosper. Amen. The message would be taken to others and they will also join the throng. The pleasure of the Lord will prosper. So now tell me, if the person is in the church for 10 years and is not making any contribution to holiness, the question comes home to that person, why will he die? Why will he die? Now. The death that the Lord is speaking about is a second death. Amen. 
the second day. The wages of sin. Why will he die? Why? Psalm 103 and verse 1, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. It is at that point, it is at that point that, that Christianity comes with the great impact on, on the person's life and, and the persons with whom that person associates. Bless the Lord, O oh my soul, and all that is within me. Bless his holy name. Sister Rose, you keep on singing. Amen. Keep on singing. Sing for the Lord. Amen. Sing for the Lord. Yes. And exalt his name. Amen. When you study closely in the Psalm 34. The Campbell Psalm 34, 1, 2, and 3 said, I will bless the Lord at all times. This, this is the beneficiary. A beneficiary of the grace of God. This person has benefited. God means something to him. Folks, sometimes I'm, I'm there in the house and, and a mind says, go to the garage. When I go to the garage, the light is on. So I go and turn it off. Yeah. I said, I look up and I say, thank you, Lord. Amen. <laughs> Save some. Yeah. yeah. Simple things. Simple things. Big things. Yeah. And some of us can give testimonies. If not all of us can give testimonies of the goodness of God. And so the psalmist is saying, I will bless the Lord, not, not just today and, and, and if I remember next week. He said, I'll bless the Lord at all times. His praise shall continually be in my mouth. He said, my soul shall make her boast in the Lord. Said the humble shall hear thereof and be glad. Come on. And be glad. The humble, in other words, the persons now who, who are not self righteous, but who are looking for help, they will hear, they will see you and be glad. He said, Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Come on, folks. The membership of the church, that's what it's all about. Oh, magnify the Lord with me. Amen. Let us exalt his name. Amen. Let us exalt his name. Let us do it together. Amen. Let us do it together. Oh, 
What a God. Why will he die? After being a Seventh-day Adventist for four years, for five years, after having accepted the Lord Jesus, the Redeemer, the main benefactor of human beings. Why? Why will he die? Oh, house of Israel. Why? And I'm saying here today that the God that we serve, he doesn't want any to perish but that all should come to repentance. And it's just a simple question, but it has great implication. Having the ability to make a choice, human destiny, think of it. When you consider human destiny, you're going to make a choice. Why make the choice to die an eternal death? Why? That's what the Lord is saying. Amen. Why? Do you have a good reason? Why? Those of us who, by the grace of God, want to be with him by choice, by choice, making the right choice, the choice to be with him, to let him lead. I will follow thee, my Savior. If that's your testimony, would you stand? I will follow thee. I will follow thee, my Savior. I don't want to die that second death. No. That second death. Yes, I know we all die or may die. The first one. But like I said, by his grace, by his grace, we shall rise with those who sleep no more. And I'm saying that the Lord has made provision. For us to escape the second death. Would you stand with me for prayer now? We, we, we want to pray to the Lord. You want to be identified with him. You're, you're thankful. Yes. You're thankful for the provision that has been made. And the question is, what more could he do? He has made the provision for us to escape the second death. What a God. Amen. No wonder the songwriter says, Hallelujah. What a Savior. Hallelujah. What a friend. Saving. Helping. Keeping. Loving. He'll be with me to the end. Oh, how wonderful. Is there another person to stand before I pray? Let us pray. Loving Father, you've been so good to us, Lord. You've spared our lives to this day.
You did not permit the devil to snatch our lives away while we were yet in sin. No, you didn't. You've given us yet another opportunity to qualify for eternity, and we are glad. Amen. We are glad, Lord. Hallelujah. We are glad. Thank you, Lord, for saving our soul. Thank you, Lord, for making us whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to us thy great salvation so full and so free. And help us, Lord. Help us, Lord. Every day to face this question squarely with great sobriety. Why will he die? Oh, house of Israel. Lord, may every single person under this roof escape the second death Amen. by thy grace. Amen. Because we ask it in the name of Jesus. Amen. And amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We are always encouraged to know how God is working through this ministry to touch lives. If you have a story to share of how God is working in your life, please let us know by sending an email at podcast at savinggracesda.org. As the Holy Spirit impresses you, you may also support this ministry financially by visiting savinggracesda.org.